It's the next level. You need a plan. I want to be on the radio. He wants to be on radio. But to be on the radio, you have to have a voice. You have to have some verbal ability. You hardly ever say a word. I talk. This is ridiculous. I don't understand. You need to grow up. Is that Pat? No way. Oh, man, I love that guy. for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's The Melting Pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to The Melting Pack. Here's your host, Pat Joplin. Why, thank you, Jerome. Hey, friends, welcome to the show, The Melting Pad here on the Next Level Network. Today, it's going to sound a little weird, Probably. Um, all the fans are going. You can probably hear those. My bad, but it's hot down here. And uh, not everything is back in order just yet. So, sorry about the extra reverb you're getting today. I don't know what's happening. Um, the repair guy did come this weekend, or last weekend, I should say. And he gave me two new outlets. So I got an outlet in this room now, finally. Uh, we got an outlet upstairs. And uh, he filled in some gaps in the wall. So... That should help when it rains. I don't know. Hasn't rained since, of course. So, or I guess hasn't rained hard enough since. So uh, we'll have to wait on that with our fingers and toes crossed and whatnot. Um, and he's like, yeah, dude, I'll come back and I'll fix up this light for you. And uh, he hasn't come back yet. So I hope he's okay. You know, he gets the stuff done. Uh, he's a busy guy, though. So I guess uh, it's, uh, and I, I was telling Jill yesterday it's not urgent that I get this light fixed. It's not, you know, I can still live here. I can still work here. I can still sit down here and do this. But, uh, you know, I just want my stuff back the way it was. That's all. Because if I sit there, it's all me- I told you last week. It's just, it was a whole mess. So I am bummed out that the thing that I wanted most, <laughs> it was not done. But the other two things were more important on a grander scale. So I am happy about that. I am... Um, it's good. It's good. I did not have to pay him any extra money, so that's why I pay more than I would if I owned a house. So there you go. That's my argument right there. People always ask me that. Like, oh, why didn't you just buy a house? I'm like, well, I don't know how to fix anything, and the money I'm saving by not having to pay a repairman or a repair lady myself is uh, probably astronomical, if I can use that term there. All right? So... There you go. Not calling on anybody in particular, just saying people have said it uh, since we got this place. So just wanted to put that out there, I guess, for no reason at all. Um, did not get to Taco Bell. A little bummed out about that. But uh, hopefully this weekend, hopefully today, while you listen to this, I will be out getting my Taco Bell breakfast. Yeah, because the weird thing was the repair guy showed up, didn't know he was coming. I didn't. And then, uh, you know, had to deal with that. So and then Sunday was a wash. So... <laughs> So there you go. Um, What are we doing today? I feel like I should have told you that already. But we have our question for the game show host, Mount Rushmore. We got a lot of baseball stuff. Sorry. End of the show uh, will be that. I will tell you about a virtual staff meeting that we had at work. 
And um, now we're playing a song from a new from our new friends Lowborn, uh, and uh, yeah, is voted on by the Twitterverse. So we will get to that later on in the show, and that will be that. It's going to be a lot of baseball. So if you do not like baseball, if you don't care about baseball, um, after the song really will not be for you. So there you go. All right, did we get everything? Everything out that we needed to talk about. Okay, so our question this week was uh, comes from a bummer. R.I.P. Regis, the uh, the late great Regis Philbin has, uh, as Greg Proops likes to say, is swirling in the heavens. Um, 88, though. Damn. He was around forever. He was on TV forever. He hosted Millionaire for a long time. And so my thought was, and I saw that, I'm, I, all right, I shouldn't say my thought, but uh, I saw this pop up on uh, a number of tributes, like, oh, he's, he's got to be top uh, game show host. So I decided, hey, who is on your Mount Rushmore of game show hosts? So essentially... Who is your top four of game show hosts? And we got a lot of answers. I am not reading all the lists. I will say ahead of time, thank you for weighing in, everybody. I do appreciate it, but reading lists would be really boring. Uh, Some people did provide some details, so we'll do those, and then we'll get to the ones, uh, all the ones who were mentioned. Our buddy Doug, almost better than silence. He, of course, said Alex Trebek. He said Bob Barker. He was uh, the only one, I think, to do Drew Carey, which is good. That's a good pick. That's a sneaky pick for a top game show host. But, uh, yeah, I like it. I love Drew Carey. I love what he does. Uh, I think of him more as uh, the comedy guy, though. Although, if you consider whose line is in any way a game show, then I think you catapult him into a higher tier. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I like the pick. Anyway, uh, Doug initially had Chuck Woolery on his list, and then it was pointed out to him, uh, Chuck Woolery is a giant piece of and Doug was like, oh, all right, well, I haven't kept up with him uh, since Lingo, so if he's a sh- replace him with Regis for my mount host more. So Doug's top four, Trebek, Barker, Drew Carey, and Regis. There you go. Thank you for that. Uh, let's see. Number one WWF fan says Mark Summers is kind of my Shawn Michaels of game show hosts as far as the Mount Rushmore discussion goes. Love the guy, and I may personally enjoy him the most, but I can't rationalize putting him up there. So he went with Bob Barker, Alex Trebek, Pat Sajak, and either Richard Dawson or Monty Hall. So since he said Richard Dawson first for his uh, last pick, that's what I went with to add him to the um, to our account here, I guess. Uh, let's see. My cousin Kathy went with a huge throwback, I think. Well, I don't know if I should say it that way, but I already did. So there you go. Bill Cullen, who did Bank, of the, Bank on the Stars, sorry, placed the face... And name that tune back in the day. I did not see that coming. I will admit, I am not super familiar with him. But uh, hey, I, I looked into him as, you know, doing uh, pulling this together. So I appreciate the uh, the throwback there. Uh, let's see. We got a Vanna White pick in there. Thank you, Roxanne. Uh, but our buddy Draves has Olmec, the talking head guy from... He didn't remember his name, but he said the talking head guy from Legends of the Hidden Temple. That dude. <laughs> Jen went with a good Nickelodeon favorite, Phil Moore. Um, and uh, we already mentioned Doug with Drew Carey. Phil Moore, Nick Arcade, you know the one. And if you missed it, or just for fun, uh, go back to episode, I believe it's 103, when Jen was here while well, in the apartment, and we talked about Nickelodeon game shows because that was a really fun episode. Uh, those are the ones, I don't know, one more who only got one vote. Dick Clark was the other one. And I know a lot of people think of uh, Dick Clark as, oh, he's American Bandstand, he's the Rockin' New Year's Eve guy. But he did Missing Links, and 
he was, I believe, the original host of the $10,000 Pyramid. So, uh, really, the guy was on TV for, uh, speaking of guys on TV a long time, Dick Clark, Jesus. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't write down who put that in there, sorry. But, uh, yeah, Dick Clark, that is a, another sneaky pick. But I do like it, you know, solid. Dick Clark is a guy who everybody loved, and he was on there for a while. So, there you go. Monty Hall got a pair of votes for uh, Let's Make a Deal. I guess he was the original. Let's make a deal, and then uh, went on to do other stuff. But yeah, there you go. A couple of votes for him. I like that. Mark Summers, disappointing for me. Only got two votes. One of them was me. I love Mark Summers. I loved uh, Double Dare, of course. Uh, what would you do? Maybe not exactly a game show, but um, Mark Summers pulling off hosting duties very well. I'm a big fan. So that's why he got my vote, and uh, somebody else threw him on as well. Ray Combs, Family Feud. I like it. I, um, For reasons I won't discuss, I do not watch Family Feud. <laughs> uh, nothing to do with who hosted it or who's doing it. Um, but, yeah, not for me. Sorry. Uh, the Lake Regis uh, nabbed three votes. Did I put him on my list finally? Yeah, I swapped out a couple of people. I'll do mine at the end, but I'll go through. Anyway, our friend Kirk Fogg got a pair of votes. Legends of the Hidden Temple. I love how Kirk Fogg got two votes and Olmec almost caught him with the one. I love it. That's great. Uh, love that show. I don't know that he's top four. He's not top four for me. I understand the pick because the show is beloved, was beloved, is, was, whatever, uh, was great. But you could argue Olmec is uh, the bigger star of the show. Can you? I, I might. I don't know. Uh, I would like to, uh, you know what? I'd like to hear about that. Everywhere at the Melting Pat, if you were a fan of Legends of the Hidden Temple, who do you consider the bigger star of the show. Obviously, the, oh, the kids are the stars, Pat, doing the things. All right, all right, calm down. Um, who's the star, really? Kirk Fogg or Olmec? Let me know. Let me know what's going on there. Uh, <laughs> Gene Rayburn got four votes for Match Game. Uh, didn't really watch that one. Not familiar, not, um, not to say I don't know who he is, but uh, I didn't put him up there because Match Game was not one of the game shows that I enjoyed. All right, so we are uh, we're into the top four. Yeah, we may, I didn't think we'd make it this quickly either, but here we go. Our top four, as voted on by all used guises. So I guess um, if i got to make a photoshopped Mount Rushmore, these are the four who I have to put on there. Uh, again, based on your votes, Richard Dawson with six votes, Family Feud, the original. A lot of people love that guy. So that's, um, I'm a little surprised he didn't get a couple of more votes, but... I think he's deserving. I didn't put him in my four again. It's uh, For me, it's the show. Like I took a lot into this where even if I didn't watch the show or love the show that much, I had to kind of put that aside and be like, well, the host was uh, really good at it. He was beloved, and there was a reason that he stuck around for so long. So I understand the Richard Dawson pick for sure. Pat Sajak grabbed seven votes. Seven of you said Pat Sajak. And I don't even like Wheel of Fortune that much, but I do love Pat Sajak. Um, that there's a guy here. Here's a guy, sorry, uh, who I'd love to just hang out with for a couple hours. He, he and Vanna really, um, love to sit down, especially the stories that went around about them in between tapings of the show where they would just go get sloshed <laughs> at the bar across the street and then come back and tape the rest of the shows like 20 years ago. Oh my goodness. That, that would be awesome. I'd love to hang out with them for a little while. Uh, but the most votes, we got a tie for 12 on uh, on this list here the uh, the top two i guess bob barker of course price is right have your pets spayed and neutered you know the one love that guy fantastic the long skinny microphone you know he said 
that he used that long, skinny microphone so he could reach the people because when you say, oh, hey, you won a prize, what do people normally do? They jump around like a moron, you know, enjoying yourself like you do. And so he decided he didn't want to have to get in the way of that and kind of interrupt their uh, their excitement. So he wanted to be able to reach them while they're being excited and not have to really get into the action there. So that's why he used the long, skinny microphone. And I would say it served him well for the 96 years he did that show. And uh, <laughs> and the top, uh, the other top vote-getter, I should say, of course, the man himself, Alex Trebek. Ever, who doesn't love Jeopardy? If you don't love Jeopardy, well, actually, I guess that's okay. You can do whatever you want. Um, <laughs> but I love, we love Jeopardy. Jeopardy's fantastic. Of course, he makes my top. Um, I mean, yeah, he's been on the show for so long. Mustache. I, I was kind of wondering if somebody would try to make uh, make a case for four Alex Trebek's, right? You have uh, the mustache Trebek, the glasses Trebek, no mustache, no glasses. I don't know how you would do it, but you could probably make a case for that, right? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> geez, but yeah, so uh, you know what? Let me do mine. And then, um, well, no, our top four, as voted on by you, Alex Trebek, Bob Barker, Pat Sajak, and Richard Dawson. Uh, my top four, Mark Summers, of course, Double Dare. He's the man, Alex Trebek, obviously, Bob Barker, the king. And my fourth, I really, man, I had a tough time picking number four. I went back and forth with a couple of guys, and uh, I settled on Regis just because, and I wasn't a huge fan of Millionaire, but uh, I settled on Regis just because his excitement, his enthusiasm, just the way that he would set everything up. Like, oh, we're going for a million dollars. And it was just, uh, that guy was so fun. So maybe a little recency bias, as it were. Um, but the reason I brought this topic up was Regis. So I guess uh, it stands to reason that he would make my list. So uh, again, our top four, Alex Trebek, Bob Barker, Pat Sajak, and Richard Dawson. There you go. Um, that's the Melting Pat consensus Um Game show host, Mount Rushmore. Fantastic. Thank you, everyone, for weighing in. If you missed out, you would like to uh, add a name to the list or, I don't know, maybe try to bump Richard Dawson off that spot, off that last uh, <laughs> off that last spot, you can. I mean, if you want to, it, it would take three people because Gene Rayburn got four and Richard Dawson got six. So if you wanted to bump somebody off, um, it would be Richard Dawson. And he would, as of right now, and he'd have to get three, uh, get knocked off with three more votes for Rayburn. So there you go. But thank you, everybody, for doing that. That was fun. I'm kind of surprised I hadn't done that earlier because I do enjoy game shows. And uh, yeah, why not? We've done a, we did a game show question. When did we do that? Last year? Uh, which game show would you be on? I think it was something like that. Um, yeah. So I figured, why not bring it all around, talk about some game show hosts and uh, try to make you. Jump, jump. No, no, that's crisscross. Try to, I don't know. Uh, but thanks for waiting, everybody. I do appreciate it. And um, I hope you didn't mind that reading out loud. So there you go. All right. Um, so I am still working at home. And it's awesome. I love it. Even though, again, my, uh, my office slash studio is not set up exactly how I would like it to be. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. We deal with it. We roll on. And a couple of weeks ago, we had a meeting. That was, hey, we're going to be reopening the office. I think I talked about this, where they said, hey, we're going to reopen, but uh, if you're working at home, you can still work at home. You're all good. So we're like, all right, great, no problem. So 
we had a meeting on Wednesday, and we didn't know what it was going to be about. We are like, oh, are they going to reopen? What's going on? That was not discussed, so I guess our governor has decided, uh, well, we're still mandated to work from home for now, so I am happy about that. But, you know, I've mentioned before on this show how staff meetings are the worst, and they're a big waste of time, and everybody asking questions, and everybody interrupting and all that. And so you figure maybe, since it's virtual, and, uh, you know, everybody's just sitting at their computers or whatever, it might be a little easier, might go a little faster. That, uh, at least in my experience, was not the case in the slightest. So I, I don't know, man, woman or they, I don't know. Just people are dumb, right? It's just the first 15 minutes of this meeting, because one of the points on the agenda was how we sign in while we work from home because we're not at the office at home. So Captain will be back next week. I can't wait. Um, while we sign in, you know, we go to the office and sign a paper. We don't do that now. So what we have to do, all we have to do, to sign in is email the supervisor and the uh, the alternate supervisor and say, hey, uh, I'm signed in, ready to work. As long as we do that by our shift uh, start time, uh, when we go to lunch, we come back from lunch and we're out for the day, then we're good. That's how they do our timesheets. That's how we're getting paid. And it seems really simple, I thought, but uh, the first 15 minutes of this meeting were people asking questions about, well, what about this? Do I have to email this person? Do I have to well, am I supposed to copy this person and that person? And, and what if we're doing it this way? And they're like, no, you have to do it this other way. Okay, but what about if we were doing this? And uh, yeah, 15 minutes of that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I realize some people I work with are going to listen to this. But none of them, I hope, are the ones who ask the questions. Because, uh, Jesus. And these are all adults I work with, by the way. Mostly uh, college-educated adults who really had a problem with figuring out that they have to email their supervisor when we, we've been doing this for months okay I'm, I'm so flummoxed right now that i just can't believe that a bunch of adults couldn't figure out that the only thing you really have to do is email like five people you know email two people and then cc like four other people managers right and then throw that off four times a day and that's it it's not that difficult people come on apparently it is i don't know I don't know. Another point that was brought up, um, this has gone from staff meetings are dumb to, wow, the people I work with are kind of dumb. But anyway, I'm sure I'm not the only one dealing with problems like this. Not really problems, but I'm sure I'm not the only one who is sitting there listening to people ask dumbass questions that uh, have been answered before. So uh, another point that was brought up was if you lose power while you're telling... So if I'm sitting here and I lose power, or if... No, maybe not even that. It was if you... Uh, if you have a technical issue and you're not able to work like for a long time, so I guess if uh, the internet goes out or if something breaks and my computer stops working, you either have to uh, put in your leave, so you take your uh, vacation time basically, or you come into the office and somebody was like, oh, what if the system goes down? And I could, I could see the boss who answered the question just kind of roll her eyes and go, well, that's not, there's nothing to do with that. You got nothing to do with that. If that happens... It happens for everybody, so you're good. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, people. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know why people are having such a hard time with simple instructions. Just email your supervisor, and, you know, if you lose power or internet, then you have to go into the office and start working again. And I don't understand what the issue is, but, again, these are adults I work with, and most of them college-educated, and I just don't know. Dude, I don't know. I, just, I really don't. I have no idea. It's just, ugh. Yeah, so, um, oh, also, funny thing, that meeting, another point was, 
hey, we're going back to normal, kind of, where we can actually do what we're supposed to be doing. We're, we're doing kind of a modified version of that right now, not to get too inside baseball, but um, we're doing kind of a modified version of what we usually do. And uh, next, starting next week, I think, we were supposed to go back to an almost normal version of that. So that was the meeting in the morning. And then like 3.30 that day, we got an email, uh, an updated memo that said, oh yeah, that thing that you talked about, we're not doing that. So I guess people in Pennsylvania or Philadelphia or wherever um, are still being stupid and not wearing masks and not social distancing and still, I don't know what they're doing. But um, on the one hand, it's good because I love working from home. On the other hand, we got to get out of this sometime, don't we? I would think. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So, for the time being, I'm still here working at home and still doing whatever it is that I do. So, looking forward to that. Uh, not looking forward to whenever the next staff meeting is. Because uh, people, everybody who logs on, they're, oh, good morning, everybody. I'm like, nobody cares. No one cares. When I get in, the first thing I do when I log into the Skype team meeting thing, I mute my microphone. Because I don't have to say anything to anybody. I have no questions usually. If I do have a question, I'll write it down and ask it later to my supervisor. Um, or if it's like really important, then I might bring it up. But uh, yeah, I just mute my microphone and because nobody cares what I have to say. And everybody, you know, they're talking amongst the, each other or whatever. And like, oh, yeah, how's it going? Like, no, no, that's not what this is for. Call them later. So it's a whole thing. You know, I thought it would get better, might get a little more tolerable. But yeah, virtual staff meetings are just as bad as uh, regular ones. The only way that it's better is that I can still sit here and do work while they're happening instead of sitting inside a conference room. So there you go. That's one positive for virtual staff meetings. Everything else, trash. So <laughs> so there you go. Alrighty. So if you do not like baseball, the next part of the show is not for you. But don't worry. We got a song to send you away with. We're, that's our worst not send you home empty-handed. I don't know. Game show thing. No? Nothing? Okay. So <laughs> I don't know. Alrighty. Oh, I didn't look up the, the vote here. Hang on. All right, I got it now. So uh, the song today is from our new friends, Lowborn. You can find them on social media at Lowborn Band. That's L-O-W-B-O-R-N-B-A-N-D. Uh, also, LowbornBand.com. There you go. Very simple. Good branding, guys. Thank you for that. Uh, so I put out a poll on Twitter, uh, as I like to do if I'm uh, having trouble picking the song uh, between two songs. And I said, hey, which one should I play? And the band really wanted me to play the newer one, but for a little while, the other one was winning. But uh, with 60% of the vote, the newest track got the win. Uh, so this is uh, from our new friends, again, LowbornBand.com. This is Lowborn with their latest. It is called The Grave here inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. I saw you in the grave. I buried your bones. I watched you decay, put your name on the stone. When's it gonna change? I made no mistake. I saw you in the grave, yeah. I, I saw you drinking in a Cadillac tonight. It's kind of blurry who is on the driver's side. I'm losing my mind. I am barely sleeping, but I'm not dreaming. You keep showing up somewhere in every crowded room. Just the other day I saw you in the grave I buried your bones 
friends lowborn with their latest the grave here inside the melting pat on the next level network i like to add a little to the end i don't know lowbornband.com and everywhere on social media at lowborn band thank you very much thank you everybody who voted for uh for the song and made the band real happy i guess they didn't want the other one yet i don't know well i mean you know it's a new song so they want to push that one so I'm glad that uh, that it worked out for everybody. There you go. Lowborn, the grave. Thank you very much. All right. For those of you who do not like sports, in particular, if you don't like baseball, this is not for you. Uh, I thank you for hanging out. Thanks for weighing in on the game show things or uh, whatever. What was the thing? The question I had for you earlier. Um, oh, who's the bigger star of Legends of the Hidden Temple, Kirk Fogg or Olmec? Let me know. And otherwise, I'll see you next week. How about that? Might have a guest. Don't know, not going to try to uh, promote it in case it doesn't happen, but uh, fingers crossed that it works out. And uh, in any case, thanks a lot. Everybody else, we got some baseball to discuss, and oh boy, there's a lot to go here. Oy, that is, um, well, we, uh, we have a season for now, and, you know, it took a long time. Of course, the money arguments and then the virus and all this stuff. You can't talk about baseball. You can't talk about sports right now without talking about the virus. So sorry if you're tired of it, but it is what it is. All right. So, yeah, watching baseball without fans is weird. But again, I've been watching wrestling without fans for months. So, I mean, it's not that much different. I mean, I will say I don't like the cardboard cutouts of fans in the crowd. I don't. I think it looks. I mean, I understand what they're doing. Like, they want to give you kind of a a presence of some kind at the game, I guess. Is that the right way to put that? I don't know. They're piping in crowd noise, which I also don't mind that much. I don't even really notice, I guess. It's whatever. Um, 
Yeah, the cardboard cutouts are weird. I do like how people are freaking out over the Black Lives Matter um, unity things at the beginning of the game. Like they have a lot of guys, uh, a lot of teams. Did every team do this? I don't remember. But um, they had uh, a black cloth that everybody held. It was, you know, all around the diamond there and um, before the anthem. And then everybody took a knee. Not almost everybody took a knee while there was uh, some kind of pregame something or other. And the people who get mad about the anthem, oh, how dare you not stand for the anthem? We're mad about that too. So, like, which is it? What, what do you, what do you really want? I guess that's the question. Not to dive too deeply into that again because I've done that plenty of times. But my question: If you are mad about the kneeling during the anthem, and you're also mad about kneeling before the anthem, then what the f- do you want, honestly? What do you want? What do you want them to do? So let me know that too, Kirk Fogg or Olmec, who's the bigger star. And if you're a dumb racist who's mad about people kneeling for equality, uh, I want to know what you would like them to do. All right, let's do that. Can we, is that, is that fair enough? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Um, yeah, again, uh, I like that it's baseball. Uh, it's a little strange, but what isn't at this point anymore, right? So um, we're going to cover some things that happened this week. Not everything. I got some some news and notes and then two big stories to tell you about. Uh, Nelson Cruz, who, uh, if you don't know, is 40 years old, and he is just hitting the cover off the ball lately in the first week, and uh, I love it. I'm a fan of the guy. I've been a fan of that guy for a couple of years now, for several years now, actually, and uh, I love that he's still going, and he is crushing the ball lately, so it's been uh, that's been pretty cool to watch. The Twins are a team to watch. Sorry, Josh. I should have had him on. Yeah, uh, the Phillies' bullpen is awful. It's really bad. You know, they spent a lot of money upgrading other um, other pieces of the team, which was good. They needed to do that. But, you know, they took a weird approach to upgrading the bullpen or relying on guys who had um, who were already there and who are not great. And that's so far is blown up in their faces. And that's not fun. So, I mean, they've only played a few get three games. So not maybe, uh, you know, a really small sample. But we will get to that mess in a second. Um, Daniel Bard, who had not pitched in the major leagues since April of 2013, uh, he had the yips and really, if you don't know what the yips are, it's kind of, um, I guess the easiest way to explain is you get in your own head for whatever reason, and you can't do the thing that you have been doing for so long. A better example of this, uh, well, I guess an easier example for me to explain is a guy named Rick Ankeel who was a pitcher for the uh, for the Cardinals years ago, and he was doing okay, and then all of a sudden, he couldn't find the strike zone. Pitches were sailing past the catcher to the backstop. It was awful, and um, people were like, oh, man, he's never going to play again. He came back a couple years later as, a, as an outfielder, and turned out he was actually a pretty good hitter, too. So uh, he made it work. Daniel Bard did not pitch for seven seasons, and he is back, and he got a win for the Rockies on opening day, or maybe it was not opening day, maybe the next, the day after, I forget. But uh, So he has uh, so far overcome the yips. Good for him. I like to see stuff like that. The Red Sox are bad. They're bad. They're, they're, I, I feel like I should go pitch for the Red Sox at this point. Like I can't, can't imagine doing much worse than what they're trotting out there now. It's just, um, it's really bad. And it wasn't long ago, two years ago. They were the best team in the league by far, and all of a sudden, they have fallen off a cliff, and uh, it's a complete mess. So there you go. On the other side, the Indians 
are doing the thing so far. There you go, Josh. The Indians are somehow making things happen. What's the guy's name? Shane, don't call me Justin Bieber. Had a really great start opening day, so they're off to a good start. And the San Diego Fathers, the Friars, the Padres are getting it done so far as well. So, you know, it's early, but also there are only 60 games. So I guess maybe you put more stock into early success or failure, right? You kind of have to mathematically, right? Because if you if you lose, you know, five, six in a row and you're in a, a good division, you're in a tough division, that's it. It could be over. So who knows? And then there's this whole mess. Uh, what are we going to do first? We're going to do Dodgers Astros or we're going to do Phillies. Um, let's do Dodgers Astros. So the Astros in 2017, if you don't know, I've talked about it on this show, but if you missed that part, no problem. They cheated to win the World Series in 2017 over the Los Angeles Dodgers. The sign stealing, the Cameron center field, the trash cans, all that stuff. So the interesting part about this is that the guy in the middle of it, Joe Kelly, the pitcher for the Dodgers, was not on the Dodgers in 2017, but he was on the Red Sox in 2017. So his team, he fell victim to the Astros cheating as well in that postseason. So, uh, or season, whatever. Um, so he he knows. He knows what's going on, and he's uh, obviously upset about it. Here's the weird thing, though. Okay, so... He threw inside to Alex Bregman, threw up near his head, which is not what you want to do, not good. He threw behind Carlos Correa, and then he struck him out, which was great. So he's talking <laughs> Correa's talking uh, Joe Kelly made some great faces. I'll try to throw a gif in the show notes because it was fantastic. Uh, the bench is cleared, no brawling because that's in the rules this year. You can't, you got to be social distancing, uh, I guess, as best you can. So here's the weird thing. Other than uh, Joe Kelly not being on the Dodgers and not directly being involved in that, he was not warned during the game. The umpire wasn't like, hey, buddy, cool it. He was not ejected from the game. But he was hit by the league with an eight-game suspension. And I don't know how that makes sense. First of all, somebody else did the math. I didn't do this. Eight games in a 60-game season would equate to 21 games in a 162-game season. So that's a lot, first of all. Second of all, didn't hit either of them. That's number two. Like, usually, if somebody is going to get tossed or suspended, um, it's because you hit a guy, right? It's because you were like, hey, we're, you threw at the guy, you hit him, whatever, uh, there you go. But that didn't happen. And it's usually when the guy gets thrown out of the game for doing something that the umpire said, hey, that's too far. That decision was not made. Joe Kelly did not get thrown out of the game, but the league just threw down eight games because I... uh, All right. I'm not a fan of throwing at guys. You know this. I've put this uh, out there a couple of times. You had to know something was coming. You know, you don't cheat on the the large scale that the Astros did without expecting some kind of retaliation. Um, Again, yeah, I'm not a fan of it, but... I don't want to torpedo my own argument here by saying I hate it and it's dumb, but it was. uh, My issue is that, well, first of all, it's also not shocking that it was Joe Kelly. We've seen him throw down before, um, and the league apparently uh, was like, hey, well, you know, he's he's lost control of his temper before, so that's why we're getting him eight games now, which didn't make any sense to me because 
If that's the case, why didn't the umpire do something? Why wasn't he warned? Why weren't both teams warned at the time? Why wasn't he ejected from the game? And then, because if he's ejected, then a long suspension kind of makes sense. But he was not warned by the umpire. He was not ejected. And all of a sudden, the league comes down and says, oh, eight games. And that's, I think it's a bit of an overcorrection by the commissioner because this got away from him, right? In 2017, the Red Sox and the Yankees both got caught stealing stealing signs using an Apple Watch. And I think there were the two. There may have been another team. I forget. But uh, they were two of the teams involved using technology to steal signs. And at that time, the commissioner, the league, did not come down and say, hey, don't do this. You're going to be punished quite severely for breaking the rules in this way. We need to make sure this doesn't happen. And so we're going to bring the hammer down, as it were. They didn't do that, so then the Astros did what they did, and now I feel like this is like, all right, you know what? This whole situation, we have to shut this down. And unfortunately, it is uh, coming down, I think, on the wrong side. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I think that's a lot for a guy who didn't hit anybody and did not get ejected for his conduct. So that it just seems like a bit of like, oh, well, we screwed up earlier, so we're going to make it up now, and you're, you're kind of sending the wrong message. So I don't know. Did not uh, do not agree with that, but it is what it is. I think he has appealed as far as I know. Um, so we shall see. He may have uh, won that appeal by the time this comes up. I'm not sure, but there you go. That is uh, that's the baseball side of things, or I guess the the in-game side of things. How about that? Uh, let's talk about this Phillies mess real quick, and then uh, Jesus, what a all right. So Sunday morning, that's last Sunday. The Marlins are in Philadelphia playing some games, and they discovered that they had some positive tests, positive COVID nineteen tests. And the weird thing for me was that they still played that game. So they knew about it, and they were like, hey, this happened. I don't know who else was told, but from what I can gather, the Marlins knew about it and still played the game anyway, didn't uh, self-isolate everybody, which I think they should have done. Um, So they played that game Sunday. Neither team has played since, and the Phillies were supposed to resume their schedule on Friday yesterday. Uh, But that series this weekend against the Blue Jays, who, by the way, cannot play in their own country because of this pandemic, which is just wild to me. If, uh, sorry if I brought that up before. It's just still insane. Um, so that series has been postponed as well. So the Phillies have not played since Sunday, and it looks like they're not they're not going to play again until Monday. I think it. Do I have that right? I think so. Let me see. You know what? Let me check that real quick. Yeah. So the next time they play, they will have had at least eight days off, and that's not good. For anybody, right? We've seen across the league pitchers getting hurt with arm injuries and stuff because they were, you know, halfway through spring training and they had to shut down and then had to kind of ramp up almost right away. And it takes a lot on the elbow, the shoulder, the whatever. And so now the Phillies have that problem with everybody where, you know, you played for three days and then uh, they didn't really play well, but they, uh, they played nonetheless. And now they'll have eight days off. And we've seen before, like in the playoffs, playoffs, when a long layoff can hurt you in a series. But this is a little different because they, before this layoff, yeah, they played three days. But, you know, usually you go through a season, you're playing, you know, however many games and however many days. But in this case, they haven't played meaningful games in months. So 
It's going to be a whole mess. It's unfortunate that uh, that this has to happen, but you know, we kind of knew something like this would happen going in, didn't we? You know, the the virus was going to catch up to somebody. Apparently, uh, I will say it's interesting that the Marlins were so they tested every team since last Friday. And they, I'm sorry if this is old information, but uh, again, for me, it's Thursday, so my bad. So the Marlins were the only team with any positive tests, and so I was like, okay, well. Maybe the Marlins weren't doing things they were supposed to be doing, weren't following the rules as closely as they should have been, and now they've screwed themselves, they've screwed the Phillies, they've pretty much screwed a lot of other teams who were supposed to play against them over the next few days, and it's just, it's weird. So the Phillies were supposed to play the Yankees during the week and the Blue Jays this weekend, all that's been postponed, so who knows what it's going on with when they're going to play again, what's going to happen, how they're going to get back into shape. It's a whole mess. Um, I don't know if this means the season's getting shut down. I don't know if this means, I don't know what this means. Um, I do know that, uh, I mentioned last week that it's a bad idea to open schools right now. And I think this is a prime example of why that's a bad idea. Because if a group of professional athletes, adults could not get themselves together and keep themselves safe, how are we expecting children to do the same? Right? Sorry to get a little deep there, but it's the same idea. So we're expecting children and teachers to be fine, but then we can't have baseball games in Philadelphia because uh, the other team couldn't keep their <laughs> together, right? That's uh, Is that fair? It's fair enough for me, but uh, yeah. So this is a mess. I don't know when the Phillies are playing again. I don't know what kind of shape they're going to be in. I don't know what this means for the rest of the league. I do know, however, that uh, the commissioner should be on TV Every week with reporters, put it on uh, the news channels, ESPN, all that stuff. Put it on the website. He did a, a an interview with uh, whoever on his on MLB Network, which is you know controlled, and you know the guys don't always. Um, and I don't mean to crap on anyone on MLB Network. I think they're great, but when you are on the uh, the league network, you have guidelines to follow, right? So you may not be able to ask these follow-up questions that are needed, that you want to ask, that you need to ask. So I think you got to put them out there with Tony Clark, the players' uh, union representative, have them answer all these questions and and try to have us uh, figure out what's going on. I think that's what needs to happen, and uh, that hasn't happened to my knowledge. So if I missed it, somebody please point me in that direction. But, um, yeah, what a mess. I mean, we had to know this was going to happen. You know, we had to figure that uh, playing 60 games in 67 days was not likely to happen. So I don't know what the next step is. I don't know what is going on. But, um, you know, the Phillies have not played since Sunday. They may not play again until Monday. So it's going to be a mess. The Marlins, um, damn you, Florida, screwing things up for everybody else. And what a uh, what a mess. I don't know. I don't know, man. So... Other than that, though, baseball's happening. <laughs> oh, geez. So there you go. I'll keep you posted as much as I can on uh, on the Phillies, on the league. We'll see what happens if we get shut down. We, like, I'm in it. But if they get shut down, we'll see. But, yeah, what a mess. What a mess. What's not a mess so far is that hockey's back this weekend. I think games are happening as I'm talking to you, right? Or, no, that's the NBA. Sorry, NBA is today, Thursday. NBA is back. Hockey is back. The Flyers play Sunday, so the captain will be back next weekend with an update. I'm very excited about that. Uh, the NBA is back, 
And uh, Jesus, get, did we do this real quick? Yeah, Lou Williams, what a moron. So Lou Williams, he played for the Clippers. He went home to deal in, uh, where's he live? Atlanta, to deal with Atlanta. Sorry, I got across a T. Um, to deal with the family thing. And I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. Uh, but while he was there, he went to a strip club, quote, for the food. So, and uh, I think he, maybe he got infected or I guess the thing was, hey, go straight home, come straight back so you don't run the risk of infecting people in the bubble and then you, you've you kind of ruined our plan for the year. So I think that was the problem. Um, what an idiot. What do you, dude, you have... Listen, he said he went to the strip club for the food. That, to me, says is a guy who also subscribed to Playboy for the articles, right? So that's... What a, uh, what an idiot. I, I don't know, dude. I uh, If I'm his teammates, if I'm his fellow NBA players, I... Uh, is there a way they could stop him from playing all year? Because that would be... I think that would send a message, right? Like, hey, we're serious about this. If you don't stay in the bubble, you don't keep this contained... We're not going to let you play. And I think, you know, as harsh as it might be, it might it could be what you need to do. I don't know. I'm not big enough into the NBA. Um, maybe I'll try to get Danny Schmitz back on uh, for an NBA update next week, too. So we shall see what happens. We, don't have, we have a big show next week. Flyers update, maybe an NBA update, maybe a guest. Man, a lot going on. So, uh, yeah, so there you go. And... Uh, if you needed anything else, uh, a bummer about sports, NFL players, several of them across several teams, are opting out of the season already. Training camp, I think, starts this week or next week, right? I don't know. Um, but several players across the league have opted out already. So uh, I said it from the beginning. I would love to have sports back. I want to watch sports again. I want this to happen. But if it can't be done safely, we shouldn't be doing it. And I'm beginning to think... Maybe we shouldn't be doing this. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being uh, overly cautious. I don't think I am, but uh, let me know. All right? So, uh, what a mess. What an absolute mess. Um, so, we'll see. We shall see what kind of sports news I have for you next week. I don't know what's going on with anything right now, but hopefully the captain will be back. Maybe Danny will come back, and uh, hopefully we'll have a guest, and maybe that'll be that'll be fun. All right, so there you go. That's, uh, oh boy, we shouldn't have sports. We really shouldn't. It, it's just, we can't figure it out. We can't figure out how to do it right. We shouldn't do it. All right, maybe that's me. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. There you go. That's our show. That's a lot. That's all the stuff I got for you. Sorry I coughed so much. Can't help it. I probably could help it, but today I did not help it. So there you go. <laughs> oh, today on Twitch, I'll be doing South Park, Stick Up Truth, and then tomorrow. I'll be doing Guacamelee 2, um, unless the repair guy comes back, in which case I'll have to bow out to get all this stuff straightened out. But in, as of now, I should be doing that this weekend. So join me over there, twitch.tv slash TheMeltingPat. Everywhere at the Melting Pat. by the way, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and .com, 209-867-7638. Send a text, leave a voicemail with your questions, comments, concerns, observations, and of course, Corrections, thenextlevelnetwork.com for all of our wonderful shows. TFT Nerdcast, The Spotlight, uh, Lost, We Have to Go Back, Panels of Pixels, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. You know the drill. Do the stuff over there also on Facebook at The Next Level Network. So there you go. That, my friends, is it. That was, uh, well, a little messier than I thought, but 
when you have a team have half of its uh, staff go down because they're not doing what they're supposed to do, you know, you get into the woods a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that uh, that is all. Thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you to Lowborn for the tune. Again, lowbornband.com and everywhere on social media at Lowborn Band. There you go. This has been an 8th Boiling production. So until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Also, wear a mask. I figure I got to work that in somehow. I'll figure it out next week. Anyway, G Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage are going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. And that, my friends, is our show. Thank you so much for hanging out. You've been inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo. Could I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. A sweaty ass as a lemonade would be nice. Of a spice from the top to a BK. Got a bar crop of swing bar cross. Got the bait on the front board. See, I got some ice tea. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming. Don't give me no bugs. Glass some ice and a dash of a mint. It's martini time. Yeah, yeah, feeling cold. And bring your own beverage. It's me, so it's cold. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. From the fountain, real good sounding Chocolate egg cream, yo, on ten cherry grounds And for a chill bar, on two semi-ride Wobbles to the right, they got beverages Inside of me, a hot coffee, then fill it up with ice Watermelon, it's like it's right, please fix me a large slice Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old Yeah, have a beverage, sweet, so it's cold Cold, 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 cold Need something from the bar? Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah I like cold beverage, yeah I'm feeling kind of boy. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Go, girl, work the cold one. Go, girl, work the cold one. What? Go, girl, work the cold one. Go, girl, work the cold one. Yo, when I'm fishing, let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice to any Bite, but the brew tastes a nice back to the ball. So every jack of reason I collide. Need a whole lot of them food drinks to catch me up on the must tell you I'm the Kool-Aid kid. When you serve my drink, please stick it in the fridge. Cause I like cool beverage. Yeah. I like cool beverage. Yeah. I like cool beverage. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm kinda thirsty. I like cool beverage. Yeah. I like cool beverage. Yeah. What's that over there? You said what? No! Hey, 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 Flyers fans! It's Mark, and I'm back with another Flyers update! Yeah! Woo-hoo-hoo! Guys, I am back to bring you the special edition as the NHL comes back into their bubble, into the Canadian wilderness 
of Toronto and Edmonton, I guess if you want to call it that, but we're not worrying about the Western Conference. We're talking about the Philadelphia Flyers and the NHL playoffs. They have returned. Coronavirus be damned. The Flyers are going to drop the puck. Someone's going to hoist the Stanley Cup and be triumphant. Guys, I really feel it. I feel like this is the Flyers' year. So let's take a step back. Let's look at what's going on. 24 teams are jumping into these playoffs. Luckily, your Flyers played into one of the top four seeds, so they are not do and die right away. So what is this NHL playoff format going to look like? First, there's a round-robin tournament. The top four teams in each conference are going to each play each other to see who has the best record for seeding throughout the playoffs. The Flyers are going to be in Toronto for the Eastern Conference, and then Edmonton is going to be the side for the Western Conference. After that round, Robin, there's going to be a qualifying round. The eight teams left in each conference are going to play a best-of-five series. So the Flyers are going to work themselves right into the qualifying round. We'll see who comes out. Best-of-five series. After that, you're going to have a first and second round. After that, the play down to the last teams. They're both going to be a best of seven series in both the first and second round. Then you're going to be seeing the conference finals best of seven. They're going to move all the teams to Edmonton that is left. And then you're going to see the finals for the Stanley Cup final. I mean, this is exciting, guys. We've never seen anything like it, but I'm sure a ton of people have said we've never seen anything like it in these past six to seven months. It's been what a, what a doozy. What a doozy. But guys, I cannot be more excited to talk about the Flyers. Never in the history of the NHL playoffs, and I do not say that lightly, but never in the history of the NHL playoffs has every team been so healthy all at once. Usually, you're limping into the playoffs. You got some nagging injuries. Guys are beat up after such a long season. You got somebody that goes down and changes the whole dynamic. Guys, the Flyers are totally healthy with, of course, the exception of Oscar Lindblom, who I'm very happy to say is now cancer-free, signed his extension, good on the Flyers to show that young man that they mean business and that he did a great job to get back into shape and beat cancer to get going. So, guys, let's just talk about it for a second. The Flyers are coming in at the fourth seed before the round-robin tournament. They're going to be playing tomorrow, Sunday. They're going to be taking on the Bruins, the team that had the best record in the Eastern Conference before everything got shut down. They're playing the Bruins on Sunday. Then they're on Thursday. They got a nice gap to get back in game shape, taking on the Capitals. They were able to really take it to during the season, so I'm interested to see how they do after that. And then on Saturday, they're going to be taking on the Lightning for that final round. So, guys, it's exciting. It's fast. It's furious. The Flyers are back, and I cannot be more excited. Guys, I cannot wait to keep giving you these updates, and I hope you're as excited to watch that puck drop. And the quest for Lord Stanley's Cup begins! All right, guys, that's it for me here inside the Melting Pad on Next Level Radio.